0: Welcome to another episode of Enterprise IT Tech Talks presented by Tech Knowledge Worldwide. We're continuing our celebration of women in business and tech as part of Women's Appreciation Month, where each week we have a new guest on that's a champion in the field of business and technology. Ray, how are we doing tonight? I hear this is a very special guest that you brought on tonight.
1: This is the most special of guests that I've had on. I mean, we've had some stupendous people on in the last few weeks, but Judy, by far, we love you. Welcome, Judy. How are you?
2: I am wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be here, Ray.
1: I appreciate and... that. So, Brandon. So
0: before we get so, going, let's talk about what's yep. going on in the community.
1: Yeah, let, let's do that. What's going on in the community? Well. <laughs> Tell me. It's like I have no idea.
0: <laughs> no, things are things are going well. I mean, we're getting uh, some nice engagement. We're working on uh, possibly some equipment and vendor presentations coming up here In the near future, we're finishing up uh, Women's Appreciation Month, so that's exciting. Uh, We have some new vendors that are uh, coming into the group, thanks to uh, Scott from Hammond Manufacturing, a nice little rack manufacturer. And one thing I want to point out about Hammond, because this actually came up the other day in the group, all Hammond Manufacturing racks are actually built in North America.
1: Yeah, about that. uh, No
0: one knew that until uh, a couple days ago when Scott pointed that out. Yeah, it's a
1: good thing we we like to support America. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we got Zach looking into some of their racks right now. He was asking about a competing manufacturer, and I said, "Well, why don't you check out Hammond? I mean, he's in the group. Let's let's take a look at him." And I know another one of our uh, community members is a big fan of theirs and has used their racks for a while. Being that he's Canadian, Hammond's uh, Canadian, so they're supporting each other on that one.
1: I'm happy to support our friends of the north. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean, everything's going great. I mean, you've been a little busy this week, so you haven't been too active in there. I mean, you've been all over the place, mounting TVs, pulling wire, laughing at electricians that don't know where to mount uh, outlets.
1: (laughs) Did you see that? I mean, it was very clearly in the plan. So there were actually two outlets mounted on the wall at this location. So, Judy, a lot of times we'll go in, especially in a commercial space, to, to mount a TV or to do something. But since I'm not a, a licensed electrician, we have electricians go out, they read a plan, and they put outlets where we tell them to put them. This guy was, uh, what do you say, Brandon, about a foot and a half, maybe two feet off. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was bad.
1: So, you know, my install looks great, but, you know, the, the power plug is coming out of the bottom of the TV and just dangles about two feet before it plugs into the wall. So um, the electrician is going to come back to fix that, you know, in the next week or two, hopefully. And if, if not... My T V looks good, it's straight. So well,
0: I mean you did such a good job, you cleaned up all the wires. I saw the pictures of how you mounted everything, and then you see just this drip loop power cable going to the outlet.
1: Yep. And and that's what it is, it's a drip loop. And and unfortunately for me, like it doesn't matter how great of a job we did, looking at that, it's just like it looks like crap to me. Yep. It just is what it is. Aww. But yeah, it's 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 been a busy week. Um, you know, I've taken on a lot more um, on-site install jobs for our clients. Um, I brought on a, a technician, actually two, so we're doing more on-site work as opposed to just doing the ninety percent consulting that we were doing, which is fun. Uh, it's good to have those guys on board with us. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're we're hustling, we're moving. What about you, man? What are you up to?
0: Oh gosh, um, you know that good <laughs> everything. Um, like we've talked about a few times, the new Federal Trade Commission safeguards is taking a a lot of my time, um, basically anybody that does anything financial, whether it be the dealerships of financing, my CPA firms, there have new wonderful safeguards that we have to uh, worry about. So we've been diving into all that. And uh, that's, that's a lot to uh, bite off. And I work, as I've mentioned a few times, I work for the local dealers association. So they're actually going to be uh, start recommending me to some of the other dealerships in town. Which is a little nerve-wracking because the dealers that they're recommending me to, I thought, had internal IT people. We're talking about, like, five, six rooftop dealerships. So when I say a rooftop, I mean five or six different manufacturers that they support. So that's a decent amount of uh, employees and computers that they have. And you think that they would have internal IT, but nope, they just uh, run and gun. <laughs> so got to come sure. in and fix all that and clean all that up because they, this is the first time I've ever seen dealers scared about a compliance that comes down. Usually they ignore it and say we'll figure it out later. They are utterly terrified of this, which is a good thing. I mean, we see it in our MSP groups. This year, next year, and the year after is going to be the years of compliance. I feel like the government's done, everybody's done. There's going to be hardcore compliance, it doesn't matter what uh industry you're in, whether it be car dealerships or just a mom and pop shop. Compliance is coming and we're not just talking about PCI compliance.
1: No, and, and Judy, we talk about that all the time on our Chamber Chats every Friday, right? Isn't that-
2: Yeah, it's just about Biden and the cyber attacks and what's coming. Is that where what this is about? That's yep. that's good stuff then.
1: Yeah, so a lot of car dealerships that Brandon works for and dealerships across the country as well as other businesses are, are finally starting to take compliance and security like more to heart. Like they're actually starting to pay attention. We, as IT companies and MSP. MSPs have been telling people for years. Chad from Gannon is telling us every week on these calls like, "Hey, these yeah. attacks are coming. You got to protect yourself. This is what you got to do." And now you're you're seeing, you know, big car dealerships and other businesses that are actually taking our advice and heeding that advice, which is which is great. We we all knew it was coming. It's just uh it's a big expense, Brandon. What do you think just mm-hmm. from a ballpark? And this is the last thing I'll ask before we start talking with Judy. Yeah. Like, What do you think ballpark at dealership is going to spend to, to fix their dealerships and get compliant?
0: Uh, it depends. I mean, rough ballpark, I'm thinking anywhere from, depending on the size, let's say a 50 to 60 person dealership. I'm figuring thirty to $60,000 minimum. That's just the upfront cost. And then there's... Yep monthly managed services because you walk into a lot of these places and they're still running ancient computers i mean i was starting to onboard one today and i looked behind me this is a dealership that we renovated about six and a half years ago and i put in a handful of computers then because they had obviously ancient machines then and we put in a core 2 duo just a refurb machine we had laying around core 2 duo windows 7 i turn around today it's still there and that's the title clerk's computer which I said to him, I go, this needs, why is this here? This needs to go bye-bye. This is the title clerk's computer. This is the person that is, other than F&I, this is the person dealing with all of your personal information. This should not be here. And the person that I am handling IT with that did their IT, he's pretty knowledgeable, and he's pretty good with security. So the fact that he had that sitting there, I'm terrified what I'm going to find when I walk into other dealerships um i haven't taken over a new one in a few years uh and i can tell you when i took over the all the ones that i have now they were huge messes um but i'm scared to see what these like six seven rooftop dealerships are going to look like when i take them over um it's 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 going to be interesting
2: so i have a question for you can i ask you a question
0: yeah
1: the tables have turned brandon Run, (laughs) run.
2: so i'm going to be at a hotel this weekend, and I would like to go online. I used to have a four g i don't have that anymore. How can I be secure
0: so best bet, and this is what I've been telling all of my customers lately is if you're not at home, if you're at a hotel, if you're at a conference if you're at a client's house, connect to the v p n that we have with them that connects back to our office because you're tunneling all of your traffic through our firewall and all your traffic is encrypted. So if there was ever what they call a man-in-the-middle attack where somebody's rebroadcasting the Wi-Fi to sniff what you're doing, if you're using a VPN, that's going to encrypt all your traffic. So there's services out there like TunnelBear, um, Surfshark, different services like that allow you to have a VPN on your machine that just connects to a service somewhere in the United States that's going to encrypt your traffic from your machine to wherever that VPN server is. So that's going to ensure that your traffic is encrypted, and anybody that's on that network can't see what you're doing.
2: Ray, you'll have that yeah. by tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I can get you that information, Judy. But even without that program, the the other and this is the simplest piece of information: if you're going to collect connect, god, the words the words aren't working yet. If you're going to connect to a guest Wi-Fi network, whether in a hotel, a coffee shop, whatever it may have you, just make sure that you're not doing anything could compromise your identity. So don't do any online banking. You know, right. don't don't do don't do your taxes. Don't yeah. do things like right. that on public Wi-Fi. Just make sure, you know, checking your email is fine. You know, doing other things like that, browsing the web, that's fine. You know, all the basic things you're fine with, but try not to do anything that could compromise your personal okay. data
2: well, that's without fair. that service. Yeah.
1: But I can absolutely give you recommendations on some VPN services. Uh Nord has a good free one. Yep. Um, so I'll give you some recommendations. I'll shoot you some
2: links. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: That was a good question. And look at that (laughs) technology, (laughs) technology. So without further ado, I want to introduce Judy Daugherty to the, uh, to the, uh, last of our series of women appreciation Month. So Judy, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you.
1: I'm so happy you're here. So Judy, I'm going to let you talk about yourself, but I'm going to talk about you first because I absolutely love and adore you. So my connection to Judy is with the Greater Mont Chamber of Commerce. I am fortunate enough to sit on the board with Judy and have probably for about three or four years now, maybe longer at this point. I, I don't know. Time goes by so fast anymore. Um, Judy is the executive director of the Greater Buxmott Chamber of Commerce and has done so much good in our community, and I couldn't possibly thank you enough. But – uh we call Judy very lovingly our den mother and brandon can attest to that because <laughs> during our charity projects and all of our other you know events that we have going on Judy is the main point for literally everything she makes sure we're always well taken care of she's always you know supporting us she she may not be in the ceiling with us but she was definitely on site with us oh yeah definitely running a vacuum which was awesome <laughs> even though I, I know that was supposed to be a secret but michael knows <laughs> Um, but, but we, we absolutely love you, Judy, and you are definitely the motherly figure in our chamber. So thank you for that.
2: Thank you. And, well, um, you, there's nothing else I can add to this. This is as good as it gets. So. Did I, did
1: I finally make you specialist for a change? Did that work? <laughs> that was great.
2: That worked. <laughs> All
1: right. So Brandon, the one thing you don't know is on our weekly chamber chats that we're going to get into. So every Friday we have a chamber chat, which, which Judy organized. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that because it's huge for our community. Um, Judy has been my salesperson every week because I end up talking about everybody else's businesses <laughs> during these chamber chats. And Judy's like, that's great. But what the hell do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm right. I own this IT company. If you guys don't know me by now, you're, it doesn't matter. So, but no. So let's let's dive into the, to the questions, Judy. You ready? Sure. You excited?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Let's have some fun. I'm
2: not used to talking about myself, but I'll do the best I can for you.
1: Well, it, what you don't fill in, I will. So it'll be fine. Thank you. All right. So tell us about who you are. Where are you from? What do you do for fun?
2: Wow. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I do for fun, but I'll tell you who I am. Uh, I am, I guess the best way to describe me is a uh, 76-year-old woman. I don't believe it. Grandmother, you. great-grandmother. And the luckiest woman alive, because at my age, I have a career that I can give back to our community. And for me, having been in sales most of my life and having really hard core positions, for me to be able to take the knowledge that I have and share it with you guys and make it about our chamber, and our members, that's really what gets me up in the morning. So, I mean, basically that's who I am. I'm just a hardworking woman that enjoys what she's doing, enjoys life, loves my family, love my husband, love my wine, love to go out to dinner, and just uh, try to make the most of every day.
1: I love it. I love it. So you had mentioned that you were in sales before joining the, the Grady Box, my chamber of commerce. So tell us a little bit about that and the roles that you played in those.
2: Okay, well, I had some interesting careers. First of all, I kind of got married at 18 because I knew everything. And <laughs> uh, I, I could actually even give up a scholarship that I was being awarded at graduation because I found the perfect man for seven years and then divorced, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was not Mikey. It was not Mikey. So uh, I was married very, very young and had a child relatively young. Um, my son is um, 52, my baby. So um, I, that's how I started out in life. So I didn't really have an opportunity to have a college education. And one of the things I always wanted, being a single mom, because I was divorced when Gary was a year and was on my own for 18 years without um, any support from anybody. So it it was an interesting period in my life and a wonderful growth period. So I always wished that I had had an opportunity to go to college, but I just, I never had some of the passion of women that I work with now that have been able to be single moms and go to school and do all that kind of stuff. I was just trying to get through day by day. So my first big career was I uh, managed a law firm, but that law firm happened to be involved with real estate only. So we started a real estate construction company at the same time. So we were housed together and we did all the legal work, plus we did all the construction. And we did some fabulous projects in Bucks County. Ray will know this, the village at Newtown, the hospital in Langhorne, the hotel in Langhorne, some really big projects. So during that time, I got my real estate license. So I was able to lease and or sell any of the residential properties that we did. I could sell those and lease some of the commercial spots. So that was a 17-year career. During that time, I started my own business. And I became little, probably my the most entrepreneurial time of my life. And I went out to California, and I was trained in this thing called color consulting, which you guys probably never heard of because you're way too young. But there was a time when women were first getting involved in business, and they needed to know how to put themselves together, how to really make the most of their wardrobe. So that's what I trained in. And I had a business where I did had my own line of makeup that I put together. I had uh, a clothing line and that was like a really fun thing. So I had the yin and the yang. I had it all going on. And then I did that for several, several years. And when I decided that it was time to leave the law firm and the construction company, I ended up due to a friendship landing at a printing company. But the printing company was not just your basic pretty commercial stuff. It was called financial print. So all of those crazy legal documents that you get every time you open up anything, if you buy a stock, you get an annual report, you get your prospectuses, everything that you get and throw out, that's what I print So that was a big 17 year career.
1: And Judy, roughly about how old were you when you were running this, this organization? The chamber? No, 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 not the the chamber.
2: Oh, printing?
1: The printing. Well, the printing and, and when you were out in California.
2: Oh, when I was, okay. My son was 13. So you do the math.
0: Oh, I can't do math. Uh, It was 24 (laughs) when he
2: was born. 24 and 13 is what? 37. So I was 37. How about that? That's pretty good, Ray? I was good. And that was good. So okay, we was... can
1: end it here. Thanks for coming out <laughs> tonight, everybody.
2: <laughs> so that um that's how it happened. and then what happened was you guys remember around oh, this is my husband's phone. I'm so sorry. Michael. <laughs>
1: This is what makes these podcasts fun is and random
2: phone. He has throw this it. weird phone. All right. It'll stop eventually. So just ignore it. So, so what happened was after doing this career for 17 years as a printer, and it was really high end stuff. I mean, you're dealing with CFOs and CEOs. It's all high end. Like, uh, a job I would sell it would be a 100000 easy. So that kind of gives you an idea. So what happened was the company just kept getting sold and sold and sold. And when you're a salesperson, at this time I was a vice president of sales, and I was running about $5 million worth of business. But what happens is... I'm working with clients like ING and uh, Capital One and, and Penn Mutual. So these sales cycles, till you get these guys, it can take you three or four years till you build up a relationship. So then these guys buy you. And if they had a salesperson that said hello to your client, then I had a partner in my pocket. So it got a little crazy. I was in my late 60s. And my husband said, why don't you just give it a break? So I finally, I was that person, Ray, you'll love this, that was so disgusted with the last company, public company that bought us. I was that person that typed an email to the entire company, hit send, and walked out. It was beautiful. (laughs)
0: it well, was you.
2: beautiful. So, I mean, that was uh that was a tough time. They were terrible to the people at my company. They were just not and I really had a hard time with that. Uh for me, it's all about how you treat people and valuing and respecting people and that didn't happen. But I guess that's corporate America sometimes. I don't know.
1: No, it definitely is. And and I can tell you and I'm sure Brandy can tell you. Before I decided to go full time consulting for you know for the twentieth time in my life, (laughs) I was I was working for companies that just kept getting bought and sold and bought and sold and I I just got tired of it because I was normally last man standing, um, because I was in IT. IT's almost always the last to go because we have to help fire everybody else at the end of the day. um, I got tired of watching my friends lose their jobs. I got I just got tired of it. And so I decided I'm going back to consulting and I've been here ever since I I kicked myself for not staying with it when I was younger.
2: When I first met you, Ray, and I I make it a point, as you know, to really know my members, and you and I had a conversation, and I said, what made you go out on your own like this? That was pretty gutsy. And you said to me, I was tired of making money for everybody else. Yep. And and you do remember that. I do remember that. It was, uh, I put, God, I like this guy. I like the way he thinks. Yep. So that was, um, that was really, that was an interesting moment that we shared that I'll always remember. No, I
1: appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my first conversation with you, I can tell you exactly where I was. I was on the road on the way to um, a senior living company that I work at, where actually we, we all met Kim through. That you're yep. you're gonna have lunch with her in a week or two yep. and i just remember having that conversation with with you and saying you know one of the biggest reasons that i want to join the chamber is to be able to find a way to give back to the community and you've you've given that to me in spades so thank you and i'm i'm, I'm glad we connected so that was awesome
2: yeah, um yeah, why it's don't a you tell for both of us
1: yeah so why don't you tell this this group you know what you know very quickly what the greater bucksmont chamber of commerce is i mean everybody's got a local chamber but Tell us what our chamber is and what it means to you.
2: Okay. Well, our chamber, let's see, the best way to describe it when I tell people about it, I say, you know, there's two really big chambers on either side of us. But you know what we are? We're the cream in the Oreo cookie. So we take care of all these midsections and we're not huge but we're big enough for the members to make an impact. And we're also small enough for the members to make an impact. So that's the kind of thing that makes it unique. We have about 300 members where some of these other chambers, they could have a thousand or 2000 and you know, that's great for them, but that's just not who we are. Our chamber is about really hardworking people that really want to help and support each other. We have amazing people like Ray. When he said that he wanted to give (laughs) back no. So we made Ray a board member and we gave him the title of community outreach. And this guy has done more for our community than anybody I've ever seen. We've done two projects together locally, and I know he's done many, many more, but his ability to get people to work together, to feel a sense of commitment to a project and a sense of joy while they're working, the project is really unique. And Ray has made a huge difference. And Brandon was part of these projects as well in two very, very important places within our community. One is a senior activity center that My
1: husband is a busy guy. So I'll tell you a a funny story and we can jump back to it while that phone rings. So every one of our, our podcasts with, uh, with the women this past month, there has either been a barking dog,
2: (laughs) a a child
1: or two, a baby or two, um, and And a a dog, you know, a dog and or a husband trying to come through the office door while we're recording. So this is, this has been perfect. You oh, have a cell phone. No, well, so oh, this is great. No, this is perfect.
2: <laughs> so the Senior Wilson uh, Activity Center—they serve how many people a week? I mean, thousands. It's thousands in the community. It is just unbelievable what goes on in this activity center, and it is a—it's um, the biggest in our community, in our county, probably tri-county, and it really serves the underserved senior world and what these guys did in this project was beyond belief first of all I never saw so many people from so many places come in to support this so that's what these guys do they don't charge the people a penny they raise every dollar they get every piece of equipment donated. It uh, The installation, I've never seen so many wires in my entire life or have seen anybody get up on a ladder like Ray. You have to do a video on that one day. Your, uh, your ladder.
1: <laughs> my ladder technique.
2: Technique yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is a thing uh, to behold. It is,
1: it is definitely not OSHA approved, but I know Mike from Vertical <laughs> Cable absolutely has video of me going up and down the ladder, the way I was doing it.
2: Oh, it was awesome. And the other project was a a place called Craven Hall. And Craven Hall is really about the steamboat. Right, Ray? I mean, it's really about the first steamboat.
1: Yep. John Fitch was the inventor of the steamboat. John Fitch. Yep.
2: And it is a place where all of the schools bring their students because it's that historical a site, but guess what? They had no place to put these students. They had no place to show them anything and really do a demo of what, you know, a presentation for them. Well, that's where these guys came in. They built, I mean, you almost built that whole room, Ray, and then all the equipment that went in it. I mean, truthfully, it it really takes your breath away. So it's really an honor for me to be involved in any way and support what you guys do. So kudos to you well, for your community you. outreach. Yeah, you are all about giving back. That is for sure.
1: And we greatly appreciate that. But you but you know this interview has nothing to do with us, right? Like this is all about you.
2: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong.
1: Me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that soundbite. Don't get me wrong. We're going to use that. So thank you. <laughs> um, but no, this is, this is about you and, and what you've done for our community. So, you know, well, one thank of you, the but... great
2: things that we have done is when I st- took over the chamber about six years ago, the first thing I did was I started a women's group and it is called women to women. And we came up with our mission and guess what our mission is. What, what did is I care about? Scholarships for single working moms. So that is our mission. We do scholarships for single working moms at Bucks County Community College. We get scholarship applications that can absolutely tear your heart out. These are women who have been usually sexually abused, have two or three children they're in their 30s 40s 50s and are trying to make a better life for their children and they are back in school most of them it's interesting get involved in the nursing community they have so much that they want to give back to people and be helpful to people and we have the honor of fundraising so we can provide some scholarships for these fabulous ladies so for me out of all the things we do at the chamber, that is the most rewarding for me as as a mom, human being. Yeah. So that's – sorry, Brandon.
1: No, Go ahead, Brandon. No, that,
0: that, that's great. I love that. I mean, that's – the community that my wife serves right now is exactly that. She's a social worker, and she works at an OB clinic in the middle of the city, and uh, that's really the community that she serves right now, and she's actually – stepping out on her own, she's going to be starting her own uh, counseling business to try to help the community out a little bit better than what she's able to offer right now. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I'm about to is giving back and helping. I mean, I am I can look across my uh, basement here, and she has basically a donation floor of goods that she's got from the community to use at her OB clinic because she's in the inner city, so she's working with 13-, 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds that don't have money, don't have any support. Don't have anything. So she has babies, cl- baby clothes everywhere, hygiene products, everything. So I mean, that's that's exactly how what we're all about up here too. That's awesome. You know,
2: we have so many nonprofits that are in our chamber, and like Ray is talking about our little Friday chamber chats, and you, there are there's so much negativity in this world that we all know about, but you talk to these people that do nothing, like your wife, who are trying to support the underserved. And it's so rewarding because it, you, you realize that there's so much more good out there that just isn't exploited, like the negativity. So that's one of the positive things. And there's a place we can all, if we all do just a little something, just a little something, we can, we can make this a much better world. So kudos to your wife, really. Thank no, you. that's wonderful. I wish her luck yeah. on her own. I'm sure she'll do great.
1: Well, Brandon, we're we're going to connect uh, Judy and uh, your wife because I'm sure they can they can help each other. And Judy is a wealth of knowledge.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: So You're I want to stay.
2: York?
0: Yeah, Western New York. I'm up in
1: Rochester. Okay. Hey, while we're talking about Rochester, New York, Brandon, why don't you tell her what your favorite place on
0: earth is? Definitely not Niagara Falls. There it is. <laughs>
2: No good. You've uh, so. never no, I, been there.
0: I, the problem is I my whole mother's side of the family is Canadian, so we literally drove past it like every other weekend since I was a baby. So it's oh, just okay. at, you know, the, you're at that point where you've just seen the thing so many times, you're just like, okay, it's water. Cool. <laughs> awesome. This is great. And the American side is just, it's no nowhere like it used to be. It's it's run down it's 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 sad what happened what's happened to it and my sister actually used to serve that community she was working for uh big brothers big sisters and that was the community that she was doing outreach in because it's just gone way downhill i mean it was the place to be in the 50s 60s 70s my grandfather actually ran the new york state park there like that's where he was oh, wow. based out of and it was a big deal and then the 80s hit and it just went downhill and uh you look across the water you look across the river and you see the Canadian side, and I mean that it's happening over there. That's where all the fun is with Clifton Hill and the casinos, and you have every big brand you can think of. I mean, there's a giant Hershey's store that you can see from across the river, and uh, yeah, the, the Canadian side's where where it's, where you gotta be. And it's just it's sad what happened to the American side of it.
2: Hmm. That is a shame. Yeah, that's such a historic place too. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's just that neighborhood has just got so run down and a lot of poverty in specific Niagara County and it's it's sad to see what happened to that area.
2: It's sad to see what happened to so many areas. I hope we can start rebuilding, but then you know, you look at what other people are living through and, and you just have to be so thankful.
0: Yeah.
2: But don't let me start on that. No. <laughs> not not today. <laughs>
1: Let's. Uh, I do want to let's get back to the women to women because that, that's important, especially in honor of, of of what this month is supposed to be. So, how do you fundraise? Like, how are you raising money in the chamber for this women to women group? What what kind of events are you doing?
2: Okay, well, we've had some interesting events. The first two, year, yep, the first two years, we did uh, you know a place called Art in the Pod, and we just did painting. You know how you do the painting and. You have your own little party there and that was great for a couple years because we only had about 30 or 40 people that could come but now we have like 70 or 80 people to come so we had to figure out a whole other venue and last year we didn't do it for uh one year because of covid obviously but uh last year we had a great event we have a member who's a very good friend of Ray's, and Ray actually introduced me to them, Moss Mill Brewing Company.
1: Brandon knows oh. Moss Mill. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. You know it. And <laughs> you know, I took
1: have... the guys there. I, had to. I oh,
2: yeah. had to. Of course. Well, it's a great spot. And they have a uh, just a how do you explain it? Just an outdoor and now indoor as well venue. And you can do all kinds of fun things there. They have bingo, they have cornhole. They have a lot of good food and a lot of good drinks, and it's just a great spot. So they um, kindly donated their space to us, and we got food donated, and we got um, bingo donated, and by our caller Ray, who called it for us, and we just had a beautiful night. About lots of raffles that Ray helps us get, and. You know that's how we do it. We don't raise big bucks, but if we can make five thousand, that can help us give a couple scholarships, and that's what we're about. This year we're going to have another bingo, but at a different venue. And you know, you just try whatever you can. What, what whatever, who's, who's ever willing to help you and donate to you. That's how we do it.
1: So this year, what is the anticipation, how many scholarships, and what is the value of those scholarships to the recipient?
2: They're $1,000 scholarships, and at a community college, $1,000 can get them a semester, basically. That's great. So here's here's like a, a wonderful story about the scholarships. We gave our first scholarship out. And we do a scholarship luncheon where we give out all the scholarships. We also do high school students. That's a whole different deal. But the first scholarship we gave, we invited the winner to come to the scholarship award dinner. Now, when we interview kids for high school, we can get to see them. But we don't get to see the people from the women to women. They're working moms. We can't take their time. So everything is really just based on their applications. So the community college has a luncheon where they honor a lot of the recipients. So we gave our first scholarship. Keep that in mind. And this woman came to the event who won it. And she was know just kind of dressed in jeans very basic pretty woman but plain Jane you know like in her 40 ish kind of deal and nobody that you would you know say oh my god look at that lady just a great woman who was working her tail off so we got a chance to talk to her for a few minutes and then that was it well next year we went to this scholarship tea that was given by the community college and there was a woman who spoke and she said that she had been a past recipient and she told her story and I'm thinking my god this woman is just fantastic so I went up to the woman from the community college who was my contact I said my god it makes your heart feel so good this lady is fabulous and she said Judy don't you know who that is I said, no. She said, that's the one you gave the scholarship to last year. When I tell you life-changing because somebody believed in them, and if somebody believes in you when you don't have a whole lot of support, that can take you to the end, to, the, to, to such heights. And this woman was almost a nurse and she was fabulous and her family was there. And it was just, it was just wonderful to see. So that just kind of pushes you on to do more and more. So we try to give two a year. And if we can do more, we can do more. Like last year, we had a really interesting um, thing. If you want to take a minute to hear about it, get tell you a little bit sure. about the women in our group. So... We do these, um, everybody gets the scholarship applications. They read them, they send back the scores. We tally them. Well, sometimes there's ties and who's going to be the best. So we'll have a meeting and say, okay, let's pick one or two. Let's see what we're going to do here. Well, last year we had only raised enough money for one scholarship. So we had two people that were tie. So we were going to have a meeting to say who should do it. Who's going to win before the meeting. I got an email from one of the members of the scholarship committee, a woman and said, Judy, don't tell anybody about this, but whoever doesn't win. I would like to give them a donation of $250. Okay. I said, I'd love to share it. She said, no, don't tell anybody. I want it to be anonymous. Okay. So we're having our Zoom event. And while we're discussing these scholarships and who should win, she raises her hand and she said, you know, Judy, I know I said that I don't want anybody to know about the 250. She said, but I really want to give the whoever loses $500. She said, I want to, I want to up it to 500. Then one of the other ladies said to me during the meeting, she said, Judy, my aunt just died and she left me some money. I would like to donate the other 500 in her honor. Memory. So, so there you go. That's, that's the people in our chamber, you know, hardworking people, Giving everything they have to help other people. that That's who we are. And, you know, you get that, Ray, because you interact with them. So you, you kind of know who, who, and you know the women I'm I talking about. I know exactly who it is. Yep. Yeah. So. No,
1: and We are fortunate. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're the kind of stories that, you know, I want our community to know about. The, just the amazing I'm gonna say women, but amazing people in our community that are helping other people um, do amazing things and and you're right, you said something that kind of struck with me. you know you give a thousand dollars to somebody who is destitute, it means the world to them. You show them support, it means the world to them and and they take that thousand dollars and that little bit of support and they and they take it to the sky, whereas you could hand somebody. It has so much, the same thousand dollars, the same support, it's not gonna mean nearly as much to them. So
2: I mean I, I think that's important. I, I do too. I, I wish we had a ton of more money, but you know, everybody's going through tough times right now in business. You know, we've certainly seen it with our members. We don't have a lot of big, big business. We're small business. And it's been rough. So It's just been rough for a lot of people. And I'm just happy that we're able to continue to grow and provide a a safe haven and a place to educate at no charge and help people make connections and just do business with your friends, you know, really. I'm old school enough to realize that this this is what it's about. This is what it's about. You know, technology is fantastic and we can't live without it, but nothing beats this, even though this is on a technology platform, but... (laughs) It's okay.
1: We get the point. We get the point. Yeah. And and I agree with you. Face to face is is still the way to go. Um, And I think Amber, who was our first interview in the series, said that. And she goes, and Amber is... Uh, you know, I won't give her away your age, but she's very young, young, but a very old soul. And what she said was, it's very important to me to be able to sit face to face with a person. She goes, I can do a million zooms, but she goes, I firmly believe in sitting across the room, looking directly into somebody's eyes and, and talking to them. And, and that to me speaks leaps and bounds about, you know, about her and how she does things.
2: Yeah. I, I'm so, a firm believer in that too. I mean, I just have to know my members. I don't want to just take your money and do nothing for you. I want to know who you are. I want to know what makes you tick and, and how I can help you and how I can connect you. That's to me, what, what this chamber is about. Creating and I got to tell you,
1: you are the best in the business on that. It's wow. it's amazing just to watch you on our chamber chats and, and, are you know, in-person meetings that we have, like Judy has a sign-up sheet, Brandon, where it's at everybody's table because some some networking would be awkward, right? Yeah. I personally can't stand networking events. I, I don't like them um, because I, I hate the whole give me your five-second elevator pitch and why you're giving them a the five-second elevator pitch. Somebody's literally walking behind you and handing them a business card. Like I can't stand that stuff. Uh, whereas I love what we do where we do this this open forum every Friday, and we're going to talk about that. But Judy has also made it so she's got this sign-in sheet at our in-person meetings where you can actually write down, hey, I met this person, or hey, I want to know this person. Get me their information, and Judy takes that and just passes that information on. So I think that's a huge value to our members. Oh,
2: yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I literally spend half of my day connecting people, creating, you know, having been in sales, I know the difference between a cold call and a warm lead. And I want people to have warm connections and that kind of works for them. Yeah.
1: So we're going to jump in here and some quick fire questions. What are you Uh ready? Sure. So first thing that comes to the top of your head. So what is your favorite website?
2: Oh boy. I guess I should not be politically worried about being. I do love Amazon. Can, I got. I got okay. to tell you, <laughs> so do I. I do love Amazon. It's okay. But my Fair second, enough. my second would be my bank. Okay. Because I think there's nothing better than online banking. That's just how I feel.
1: So can we, can we we'll see if Judy passes the test. So what online banking do you use?
2: Oh, I can't tell you that.
1: There you go. We've taught her well. Good job, Judy. Okay. So uh your favorite social platform? LinkedIn. Okay.
2: Yeah. Awesome. For, for me LinkedIn.
1: I agree. Uh your favorite food?
2: Uh pizza? Okay. Ice cream?
1: I mean that works for me. Actually yeah. somebody's More was ice cream.
2: <laughs>
1: it was um Tara last week. Her favorite was ice cream, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh I no, believe no,
1: it was a French
0: my girl, oh, French French fries fries. And, and I think I ice cream too.
1: And then we went into ice cream. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So, your favorite beverage, it can be alcoholic, non alcoholic. What's your favorite go to? Red wine. Red wine. Red wine. Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite historical figure or a historical figure that you admire?
2: I'm going to go with the female because this is women and i think i'm going to go with anne frank
1: okay i mean there's there's a very obvious answer to that but but why why anne frank
2: you know um i guess i'm thinking about what other people are going through in ukraine and thinking about these stories of these kids that are bunkered down in ridiculous potato fields and it's just gut wrenching. And then you think about what this child went through and how she had the strength and found joy to be able to write every day. And then her father to find this diary and publish it. It's it's kind of like an overwhelming story. Yeah.
1: That's powerful. Yeah. So if you could have lunch with any business person today, who would that be? And maybe you've already done this, but like, who would you love to sit and just pick their brain?
2: Well, outside of you. um, Yes. Somebody finally (laughs) said me without provoking. Oh
1: man. I throw that Uh, one up every week and, and nobody but you is taking the bait. So thank you.
2: Oh, it's just, it's terrible. You know who I'm going to go with? How about Sir Richard Branson?
1: I mean, you could be in outer space if you had lunch with him. Right. He would take you in a minute. He'd love it.
2: (laughs) That would be, what hasn't this man done? I mean, he parties with, you know, with the stones. He does it all. And he can go into space and has his own airlines. I mean, and you know that he had, uh, he was diagnosed with ADHD and with dyslexia and they told him his teacher used to tell him you're either going to end up in prison or you're going to be a millionaire and he became a billionaire so i think he was, would he, be. fascinating yeah oh
1: that's really cool no i actually i mean brandon did you know i had no idea i had ADHD or uh, <laughs> yeah. dyslexia
2: easy for you to say yeah
1: <laughs> apparently not yeah that's cool i have to check into that I had no idea
2: yep he's fascinating I think he's a fascinating guy
1: so favorite place in the world that you've traveled I know you've traveled quite a bit but what is your absolute favorite place that you've been to
2: uh I, I'm I may have to say Venice Italy
1: okay is it the red wine
2: We traveled there with a woman who grew up there. Okay. So we really had the opportunity to live it rather than just visit it. So. Oh, that's cool. And Venice is—I mean, it's crazy that you don't drive a car; that everything is in a boat. (laughs) I mean, it's—it's—it's. I've never experienced anything like that, so it's kind of cool. And the language is beautiful and. Yeah, it's kind of That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I like
1: it. You probably can't beat the food either.
2: The food is fabulous. Yeah. It's fabulous.
1: Yeah. All right. And the last one, this is Porton. And Uh-oh. if if you don't answer the question the right way, I'm going to end the call. and off. We're not going to post it. That's it. <laughs> Who's winning the final four? Nova. There you go. <laughs> Good job.
2: No Wildcats. Yeah. That's
1: right. That's right.
2: It's uh, it's great. We actually saw them beat uh, in in 18. We saw them beat North Carolina. Okay. So ho- hopefully same thing will happen with not North Carolina, but whoever is, oh. they're playing. Yep.
1: That's great.
2: Yeah. Kind of so, excited about that.
1: So uh, my buddy, Ed, that you and, and Michael have both met, You guys, you know, my buddy, Ed, he is uh, from Villanova and when they won a couple years back, um, he's very superstitious. So he had watched, uh, the games before at my house at one spot on my couch. And he's so suspicious. He said to me, I'm coming to your house for the rest of the series. (laughs) And I'm sitting exactly in that place with exactly the same shoes, exactly like (laughs) everything. He's like, I'm sitting, the butt imprint is mine. And. They ended up winning. I mean it was it was cool.
2: Well so. it's kind of like a you know with Duke, you almost want to see him win it too, just because of but Brandon of doesn't. course we want Nova, but that's a nice story. Brandon, seems- what's
0: going on in your brain, buddy?
2: Uh,
0: it's, uh- a lot
2: <laughs> of people don't like him though, do they?
0: Uh he has a bit of a reputation. Does he? Oh yeah.
2: See, I don't know that part of him.
0: There's stories of him, like, yelling at the student section, yelling at the other team's players. Just his persona in the press is different than the persona he has when he's actually on the court.
2: Oh, well, you've made it real easy for me not to have any thoughts (laughs) about that. I'm just really looking forward to a Nova win. Yeah.
1: There you go. There you go. That would be great. All right, so we don't have a ton more time, but we're going to get back into a, a couple of the, the more serious questions. You ready?
2: I think Shifting so. gears
1: back, putting our thinking hats back on here. So I consider you to be a, a huge success in all that you've done, and, and you are so modest that you will never, ever admit to that. But every person in our chamber, and I'm even sure Brandon, after talking to you for the last hour, would agree you're a very successful woman in your own right. Wow. So how does that feel to know that everything that you've done, everything that you've grown and and everything that is who you are, how does that make you feel to know that you can impart all of that wisdom onto someone else?
2: Old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's very humbling when I hear something like that because I really don't think of myself like that at all I just think that I'm lucky and I've had some great opportunities that I've been able to um, make the most of and I guess you know I look at our family five kids ten grandkids three greats two more greats coming that I look at their success and the human beings that they are and that kind of, is where most of my joy really comes from, you know, so I'm honored that you think I'm a success in business and that's really important. And it's important to me because otherwise I I would be retired, but um, I'll, you know, I'll be retired when they close the box. That's or when I feel I have nothing else to contribute, but right now I feel I still have stuff to help to give and, and, and I wanna put my energy there and it, it's just a really good feeling for me. So I guess if that is a measure of success, then I will humbly say, thank you.
1: She's taking it for a change. I love it, I love it. So, you know, you had said to me that you didn't think this was a good question for you, but I firmly believe it is. So where do you see technology and how we communicate going in the future and the reason why i still want to ask you this question is because of what you did for our chamber building the community that you really built every friday with our friday chats so brandon we every friday we have a, our, our chamber chat and i remember in the very beginning i was very hesitant to get to get on from because of it's zoom right yeah. in the very beginning yeah. when the, the pandemic hit i'm like judy i love you I want no part of this. The last thing in the world I want to do is see a naked person running across the screen. (laughs) I don't want to be hacked. I I can't be a part of that. And I missed out the first few weeks and and I actually kicked myself in the foot. But now, you know, you get on these calls every week and you see, we've got 10 people, 20 people, 15 people, 30 people like, and, and Judy has orchestrated all of it. So every Friday for an hour, At 11 a.m., we all get together, and nobody is really talking about their business per se. They're really talking about life. Like, I've gotten to know the members of our chamber better in these chamber chats we have every Friday than I think I maybe would have had if we weren't doing it or if we were just doing the in-person meetings. So kudos to you for for organizing that, for sticking through that, for being – Honestly, other chambers are looking at at our chamber to do that same thing and haven't been able to replicate it. So I I think, you know. I didn't really have a
2: choice because one of our really young board members, Dave, called me up when the pandemic hit. And he said, you know, Judy, we have to make a television station out of our chamber. Okay, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and how do I do that? He said, "Well, did we have to start zoom? I said that's it I think my granddaughter's going to school on that, you know, but I had no idea, so I was very lucky that I had Dave Ray, and one other guy, Alan, who came in and said this is this is how you get it done so we started doing these weekly and nobody, everybody on the board, nobody thought it was a great idea, but you know what? You guys needed a safe haven. You needed a place to come to, to say, Hey, what's working for you? How do we get through this pandemic? What the hell is this PPP and PPE? And you know, nobody knew anything. So we had our members who had expertise in whatever, come and teach everybody. And, you know, we did educational Zooms once a week. We started this weekly chat every Friday that Ray's talking about. And, you know, now we're two years into this. And I say to them, guys, do you still want to do this every Friday Yes, yes, you know. Okay. The pandemic we're we're going to be able to see each other more, but no, we have to, Judy, we have to. And it's like it's like everybody gets a chance to sit next to everybody. Like you're at a luncheon, you sit next to one person or two person and you might here you're next to everybody and it's it's just about helping and supporting and it's been, it's been a really good thing. I think it's been a really good thing for our members. And I know Ray, you I mean besides the relationship, you you've gotten a ton of business out of it as well. It it seems.
1: I've gotten quite a bit of business from it. Yeah. So. And honestly, I I believe more so than some of the in-persons that we do. Because and and maybe that's my own thing like I said in the beginning of this, I I I don't love that networking aspect of just walking up to somebody and saying Hey, I'm Ray. Here's my business card. This is what I do it, to me is it's so impersonal. It's I do love our like our golf outings. I do love our luncheons and things like that, where you have a chance to really talk to people. Right. I love those. But like networking events where you're kind of even at the bars. We all know. Love, I love a bar. Um, those to me are are really tough to break through and communicate for me. That that could be my personality. I don't know. But I much rather prefer what we're doing in our chamber.
2: Oh, good. Meeting
1: weekly um, and and our live events. But, you know, kudos to you. So I I think without what you did with technology for our chamber, we would nowhere near be where we're at today.
2: So Well, interestingly enough, we gained more members during the pandemic than at any other time. Because, you know, it's like I told people... some of these big chambers, they're like cruise ships, you know, and they it, it takes forever to get them moving. You know, I'm on jet skis. I'm a one-man band. So if I think <laughs> we should do something, we do it, and I don't need a whole lot of bureaucratic interference. I, I would prefer not to have that. So they kind of let me do my thing, and we were able to just take off, and people found out about it and we got a lot of new members. So that's why going forward, we're definitely going to have to be hybrid because we have members from way outside of our local area that we're going to have to keep them, you know, happily keep them involved as well. Yep. Yeah. I I don't know where technology is going to take us. You know, it's, Uh, I'm petrified of AI for whatever reason. (laughs) Well, it's because
1: we've all seen Terminator. I mean, (laughs) come on.
2: (laughs) You know, you see the kids today and, you know, they're just this. And it's hard to get this from them. So I worry about that.
1: You actually started answering a question. Now, this is a video podcast, obviously, but there are going to be a lot of people that listen to this like they would radio, right? So the hand signals aren't gonna work. So I'm gonna ask you a question and and try to explain it with words and not hand (laughs) symbols. So, So the question is this, you started saying it. How do you feel the pandemic is shaping how we meet and we socialize as well as children meet and children socialize? How do you think that's changed?
2: Well, from what I hear, this was interesting. We did two live events. We had one in, in um, December where we had a luncheon. We had more people come to that, and that was the first that we've done in a year and a half outside of a golf outing. We had over 70 people. For us, that's huge. And everybody was so excited to be there. Everybody was happy, happy, happy then we had a smaller breakfast meeting and you know what we got nine people and everybody was saying you know I thought it was going to be so great to get up and go someplace I'd rather be at home <laughs> so wow. I, I, you know I, I don't know I, I, I'm just kind of playing it as it comes and just see where it develops but the world has changed. This pandemic has put us from 2020 to maybe 2030. I don't know, but we're a changed society. Okay. I think we're a very changed society. Kids, I, I pray for them, you know?
1: And why, why, why do you say that, Judy? What do you think this, the pandemic has, how do you feel it's impacted children? and their social skills. And, and, and that's what I'm getting at. So how do you feel that's, that's changed them?
2: Well, I guess, I guess, you know, most of our grandkids are older, but we have one that's still a young teenager and I see what happened to her. And she is from a, um, she's an only child. So during the pandemic, she happens to be a really smart girl, did terrible in school. Well, she just got her report card yesterday, and her lowest mark was a 95.
0: Ow.
2: So, you know, I think that, to me, tells a story. You know, when I would talk to her and say, how's it going? You know, how's, how's, she said, mom, mom, I just, I can't concentrate. I can't concentrate online like that. So I think that she is uh, typical of a lot of students, and I've heard that from a lot of parents, that these kids that are really smart kids, they just tumbled. They tumbled. But now, there's so much pressure on these kids today with this social media that you can't get away from it and the bullying. I mean, this is real stuff you know, this is just not stuff you hear about. This is real. And I've seen the results of a lot of it with a lot of parents that I know and my own family and it's tough stuff. So I don't know how it's going to evolve. You know, I just, I just can't even imagine. What do you think? How do you see it? You're much closer to it.
1: So Brandon, uh, I'm going to let you start because you have two daughters. So I'll let you go with that one. I mean,
0: we're old? Uh, three and five, okay. but we were in a unique situation where we, we live in a small farming community. So <clears throat> we weren't in a traditional daycare with the girls. They were in an in-home daycare. So through the whole pandemic, that daycare was still open five days a week. So the girls never really lost that social interaction through any of it. Fabulous. Which is huge. And my daughter just started kindergarten this year so. School was back full time. She doesn't understand remote learning at all or any of that. So I feel like we lucked out with it. Whereas my cousin, who lives in St. Catharines, which is just on the other side of the border, Ontario has been doing things a little weird where like they just kept shutting down school, opening school, shutting down school, opening school. And it was just a nightmare. The kids didn't know what way was up, what way was down. Like one week they're at school. The next week they're at home. They don't know what is going on. My cousin's stuck here trying to teach, and her joke is, I quit teaching school for a reason. I don't want to teach my kids. She grew up in the States, so she went—basically, her whole schooling was in in New York, and she spent two years at in high school in Canada, so she didn't learn French or anything, and her trying to teach her oldest daughter French was like a nightmare. and. In Canada, it's French-Canadian, not French. So when she would try to do, like, Google Translate, stuff like that, does not work because that's French, not French-Canadian. And I just saw the pitfalls in her ripping her hair out going through all this. And the one benefit that they have, her husband's family has a big farm. So the kids were out all the time. They were still getting out there. They were still doing activities. They weren't just stuck in the house all day long, whereas our in-home daycare, her two kids, they were stuck at home all day long. Like we would drop the girls off and her son's there not wanting to get on his laptop to do the work and her having to fight with him to try to get him to do it. And now that my daughter's in kindergarten, she loves it. She's so excited to go to school. It's the coolest thing ever. Like I'm ready to go. Let's go learn yada, yada, yada. She's so excited. So I'm glad we, we just missed out on all that. And our, our timing was spot on because I feel really bad for the headaches that my uh, cousin had to go through with all this. And I mean, it, it was a, it's a lot different up there because things kept changing like on a dime. It was ridiculous yeah. up there with how things were changing. And I mean, they were still out of school up until a month or two ago. They were still in and out, in and out, in and out. There was just no consistency for them. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I don't stuff. yeah I don't know where where things are going to go. And to to come back to the whole meeting and with zoom and everything what i see is i think you're going to have a more hybrid environment at the end of the day um we just set up a high definition webcam that you can do like a whole boardroom with it for my auto dealers association they have already done their one meeting that's hybrid and i walked in the next day they go that worked perfectly and now we know two of our board members will never be in this building ever again it doesn't matter yeah. if they're in Florida or around the corner. They're yeah. never coming in this that's, building that's ever it. again. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a changed world. Yeah. You know, you, and you think of the businesses. You think about these commercial buildings that are all over center, our center city, Ray, yep. and, you know, all the businesses that support people coming in, the the lunch place. I mean, what's going to happen? How is that going to affect the economy? You know, that's the things I think about on that side. And, you know, the airlines, because God knows nobody's traveling. The business travel, I think travel for entertainment is high, but travel for business is just, there's nothing there anymore.
0: Yeah, no, business travel is gone. I forgot what the number was, but it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month that Adobe is saving by not having their people fly and just do Zoom meetings now. And when it comes to the real estate, that was one thing that I questioned when this all happened, because Paychex, who is a big payroll company, they're headquartered in Rochester. They own like eight billion buildings in Rochester, specifically one town. They probably own half the town. And when the stay at home order happened, it was a 15000 person exodus out of Rochester back to their homes. And you would drive by and like nobody's in the parking lot. Nothing's getting done that one town has a lot of chain restaurants, a lot of mom and pop restaurants, and no one's there because everybody's at home. And it was two years then. I'm just thinking to myself, paychecks is holding the lease on all these places. And a lot of them are buildings that they recently bought and recently renovated. And I just thought to myself, are they going to come back to this or not? Like what, what's going to happen? And they're they brought everybody back, but now I'm starting to see a push of wanting to go back to the office. Like, my sister-in-law works for Paychex, and she's more productive at home than she is at the office because she doesn't have people poking at her and saying ah, da, "da da da Let's talk. Let's hang out. Let's do this. I mean, she's a trainer, so she needs to interact with her trainee constantly, and she does it all web-based because Paychex is a national company at the end of the day. Um, but when she's in the office, there's just so many distractions. Whereas when she's at school, or sorry, at home, no distractions. Her kids are older. Three of her daughters are in uh, college, and then she has a son that's a senior. So she doesn't have those distractions when she's at home, and she's trying to make the case of going back to work from home.
2: She's not alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, a prime example is the medical supply store that we share our building with. They were always work in the office, work in the office, work in the office. And there was one person that he made the exception for was his biller, and it was just – Unexpected circumstances 12 years ago when we moved in this building. Not going to get into it, but when the pandemic hit, he sent his like non-customer-facing staff home. Customer-facing staff stayed in the office, and now it's more of a hybrid model to where some of his non-customer-facing staff can kind of move back and forth from home to uh, working nice. at the office, which works well for them because there are, there are a lot of young women that are now just having kids so rather than run what they joke as the West Side Daycare, they, they're able to kind of jostle between work and home and try to get a balance between uh, work life and home life, which has been very beneficial for them.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Ray?
1: <sighs> I, I think you guys kind of hit the points. Um, you know, very quickly, my biggest concern for, you know, kids in school that were hybrid, or I'm sorry, or kids that were virtual learners. Uh, I'm real concerned they're going to miss very important socialization skills. Me too. I, I'm, I'm happy that they're they're back in school now and I'm happy they're, they're getting those socialization skills that are really important. I think, you know, from, you know, adult standpoint, I think we need that social interaction. Like people are just, we, we crave it, right? As human beings, we crave it. There's rare few people that, want to be completely alone but those people the majority of the world want to spend time with others and the last couple years you know putting people in their homes and not allowing them to leave has definitely impacted the way they are who they are and how they choose to interact with people um i love personally i love that i can have meetings like this on zoom for the things that i don't have to travel to i think they make things convenient I absolutely love that a lot of the stigma of some of my previous bosses that I don't work for anymore. The, the whole mentality of if you're not at your desk, you're not working. Like we've proven that that is wrong. And I think that's great. And anybody that believes that if you have a desk job, that you have to be in the office, that you are a fool if you believe that. Some people may choose to be at a desk with other people. But the reality of it is is we have technology for a reason. You can work from anywhere in the world, assuming you have a desk type job. Obviously, physical job, laborers, you know, warehouse construction. You gotta be on site. You're not building a building remotely
0: right.
1: yet. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, i I I think there's give and take. I, I like some of the things that it's done and I don't like some of the things right.
2: that it's done. I think that's where I am too. I'm sure that's where most of the world is.
1: Yep. I I think people have gotten to that opinion now. Now, a year ago, if I would ask somebody that question, I think, I don't think I would have gotten the same answer. I think there was a year ago, I think there was a ton of Zoom fatigue. I think there was, oh crap, another Zoom meeting. Uh, Kids were having a real hard time in school paying attention. Yeah. I think once you added that socialization back and put people in a place where they could socialize again, I think it broke that up a little bit. So... Uh, and last now, question,
2: given, given the option, ahead, they almost select zoom. It's interesting. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, from a business standpoint, if you're not choosing zoom, you're a fool. I mean, how much money are you saving on airplane travel by not flying a guy across the country to literally just shake a hand right now? Don't get me wrong. I said it earlier. There is a huge value into staring somebody dead in their eyes and having that conversation, shaking their hand, taking them out to dinner, getting to know them as people that is huge that is important for building a good long-term relationship i don't deny that but most of these zoom calls that i have i'm really happy they're zoom calls because if i would have had to leave the house i'd have been real angry wow. so especially when there's a, a mug my friend trish trish who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago she has it, it, it's a meme <laughs> this this meeting could have been an email and i am huge <laughs> on that Today I was on a half hour conference call for something that could have been an email and that I, I strive on efficiency. And if you make me sit through a half hour meeting for something, you could have said, Ray, do this. I, I lose it. So, um, but we got one more question. I know wow. this, has, this has been a pretty long one. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you're traveling tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, what advice would you give to your younger self?
2: It's all going to be okay. It's just give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Trust. Trust that there's a there's a great expression if I could think about it. Something about when when you leap, do you know the expression? when no. you, when you leap the something will be there to catch you so don't be afraid just try things just be good to yourself be kind to one another and and have faith in who you are i guess that's what i that's what i would say and then the fun one that i saw recently was always remember. Oh, and I can't remember it. That is that if you're yeah. <laughs> That if you're, uh, that if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu.
1: <laughs> okay. I like that. That's pretty good.
2: <laughs> That's a good one, right?
1: I if like that one. That's pretty good. If you don't
2: have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. So I always like try one. to get a seat at the table.
1: And very final question, but it it is very similar to the one I just asked you, what advice would you give to young women and young entrepreneurs that want to do some of the amazing things that you've done?
2: Wow. I I wasn't prepared for this, but I guess it's- Got him! uh, Yeah, you got me. You got me good there. You know, I don't know if it's any different, if it's anything different than I would have told myself if I thought about it, you know, go for it. Just go for it. The only mistake you're gonna make is regret, is regretting not doing something. So don't live with regrets. Just give yourself a chance to fly because you probably will. You know, you probably will.
1: That's powerful. So with all that being said, um, Judy, thank you so much. honestly, this has been an absolute pleasure oh, yeah. uh, hour, and I know our community at, at technology will greatly appreciate this. Uh, I know our chamber will appreciate this, so I'll make oh, sure you get a copy of all Chambers this to share
2: see this that's right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: I hope I didn't embarrass anybody. If I did no. I'm sorry members I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all, Judy. You are you are the best of us. You definitely represent us in the best possible way. But uh, Brandon, my friend,
0: anything else? Where can people learn more about you, Judy, and the great things you guys are doing over at the Chamber?
2: You have Ray or www.bucksmontchamber.com. And that's B-U-C-K-S, montchamber.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for getting on here tonight with us. It was great.
2: Thank you, guys. It was really an honor. I'm I'm honored that you thought enough of me to ask. So thank you.
0: No, thank you, Ray. Where can people find out more about you and all things Libertas and technology?
1: In a corner napping, I say it every time. <laughs> well, that's about where you'll find me these days. Uh, you can find me at LibertasLLC.net or on most social platforms at either libertas ray or libertas llc.
0: Awesome. You can find the technology community at. Technology WW on Instagram. If you want to join our Slack community, you can send an email to Slack at TechnowledgeWW dot org. Send a quick email there and we'll send you an invite to our Slack community. That's where basically all the happenings in the technology community are happening. Uh we do also have Facebook, Technology Worldwide on Facebook. Uh we're starting to grow out that community too. Lots of big things happening for us. We're going to be hopefully spinning up our uh vendor engagement soon we do have just like the chamber has we have our biweekly friday phone calls where we do a check-in with the community and really excited to see how those things are growing last week was our biggest phone call yet and very similar to what they're doing in the uh, chamber here where we all just check in with each other uh see how everybody's going see what struggles we have throughout the week the week before see how great. we can help each other out it, it, it's it's great i love it and uh you guys can find me on instagram at tsc.it we're on the web at tscit.co. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate everything we can, we've can we done, everything we can do together in the future.
1: That was good. Use that <laughs> one going forward, Brandon. I like that one. Let's keep that one.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, have a good night. Thank you so much for getting on.
2: Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Go Go Nova. Go Nova. <laughs>